And if you lose a date, that's your fault, not ours. Amen. That includes any event that you are sponsoring this year, any idea that you might have for an event. Bring that to the clerk's attention so that she can meet with the people uh, necessary so we can make sure we get your date on the calendar and we can plan appropriately. Amen? Amen. 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 As you see, the ushers are coming down. It is offering time. It is offering time. Church, the pastor has already made his plea. He has expressed to us what we need to do, what obligations need to be met. Everybody recognizes the challenges that we have, and we are excited for the challenge because we believe we can meet the challenge. Because if we was able to knock out that 1.2, I ain't going to get no help. Ooh, let me preach. Let me preach to these people on the thing back here. Amen. Like, at least they stand it up and clap it. Amen. Amen. That's right. Even right. Even for the perm Jesus, they, they clap it. Amen. Amen. Y'all, oh Lord. Anyway, anyway, it is that time. It's that time of the service. It's, look, I'm asking, I'm asking, we're asking that you all would help us in this endeavor. It is a major task, but we are part of the way there, and we need your continued support to do what we all, look, it's going to get done. Let me say it that way. Everybody needs to say it that way a little bit. It's, it's going to get done. It would be wonderful if you were a part of it. Huh? It would be wonderful if you were a part of it, if you could say, I helped, if you was able to raise your hand. Because, you know, I know how folks like to show up on the day of the celebration. See, I ain't preaching today, but I can talk some stuff. See, I know how folks like to show up on celebration. day. We show up, we all want to march in, and everybody got their best Sunday best on, you got your shoes shined, and you looking good, you smell good on the celebrate day. But when we was making the sausage, we couldn't find you. I'm not preaching today. I'm going to talk a little stuff, but I'm ready for the football game. Y'all are kidding. Anyway, anyway, look, we need your support. We need your support. Thank you in advance for those of you who have continued in your giving. And for those of you who held off on your giving message, you can come on and start giving now that you know where all the, you know, that all the I's have been dotted and the D's have been crossed. I just said this. That was, a, that was an inside joke from the meeting yesterday. Amen. But look, it's offering time, so come on, get your best gift in your hand. If you're at home, get your, get your phone in your hand, get your computer in your hand, and let me give you some information on how you can give online. Come on, musicians, don't even hang it out. So I was thinking that old people run up out of here. Uh, you can give online at EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Hit the Give Now button. If you're still giving to the Friends of Ebenezer, that's the restoration program, uh, please go ahead and hit that button, Friends of Ebenezer. You can give there as well. One does not negate the other. It's negate the other. It's this and that, not this or that. Right. Say that again. All right. If you want to give via mobile text to give, that number is 312-779-0146. Again, text to give, 312-779-0146. Uh, you can also give by mail or drop your gift off here, 4501 South Vincent Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, six. 0653. And last but not least, quick pay or sale. Uh, you can do that at 773 960 Again, sale 773 960 Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for just being God. Lord God, we thank you, God, for your continued blessings. God, we thank you for your continued mercy. We thank you for your unmerited grace. God, we thank you that 
in spite of ourselves. You kept us, God, and you continue to bless us, God. And whatever small seeds that we're able to plant, God, you, God, are able to multiply them. And for that, we said thank you. Now, God, as we prepare to sow again, God, for the next harvest, we're planting right now. We're planting in faith for what we know you've already done in our future. So, God, we're asking and praying, praying right now, God, that you would be with us as we continue to go forward in your service. Bless both the giver and the gift. And we'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in your son, Jesus' name, that we pray. All hearts say, Amen. Moore, 
Kenneth Sexton, Al, and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Mary Sumter, Joyce Anderson, Sarah Phillips, Mary Alexander, Reverend James Thompson, Albert Cheney, Bernetta Pearson, Michael Jones, Jr., Deacon James Smith, Ernestine Rowe, praying for Lily Turner, Brenda Love, and Laney Ams, lifting up Myrtle Gunn, Minnie Pegs, John Butts, Deborah Edwards, Leonard Tolbert, Adani Clanton, praying for Marlena Jackson, continue to pray for the family of Debbie Farrell, family of Angela Williams, praying for Miss Flowers, who was a friend of Artel, who was in, uh, who was impacted by the fire in the high rise, Jonathan Cambry, let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we come before you this morning, knowing, O oh God, that you are God that hears our prayers and our petitions. We come before you, God, lifting the names uh, that we have been given, the names that have been spoken, but we also lift up the unspoken names, the names not known to us, but known only to you. God, I ask that you would have mercy on these thy people as they traverse and travel through and sojourn through difficult days and challenging experiences, those who are having physical challenges, those who are in nursing homes, those who are incarcerated, those who are caregivers, we lift them up today. Those who are still yet grieving, God, we ask that you comfort them, oh God, that you would lift their spirits when there are tears that are falling on the pillow, oh God, and they can't sleep at night, God. Give them a sense of your peace because you have promised that you would never leave us or forsake us, that you would sustain us with your power and with your might. God, we come before you as a congregation, oh God, with profound gratitude for what you are doing, God. We shout hallelujah and thank you, God, for allowing us to be in this place and space, oh God, for helping us to fund the project, oh God, to restore this house of prayer, God. We are a small congregation, oh God, but we are a big congregation of faith, oh God. And as we move and move, oh God, in faith, oh God, and you have made a way. God, we ask that everything that we touch, everything that we buy, oh God, that you would grant it to us if it be your will, oh God. Help us, oh God, in our walk and our journey during this season of evangelism, oh God. Help us, oh God, to share the good news and help us, oh God, to be the faith community that can lead others to make a decision for Christ, oh God. Help us, oh God, to be nimble enough and, 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 and loving enough, oh God, to establish relationship with our friends, our relatives, our neighbors, our acquaintances, oh God, our co-workers, oh God. Help us to share the story and share the good news of Jesus Christ, oh God. Help us, oh God, open doors for us to walk in, oh God. Help us, oh God, is our prayer. God, you've done it before. And we know that you can do it again. Do it again, God. 
Do it again for Epidemia, God. Do it again for our families and our friends. Do it again, God. God, we're going to do it your way. We're going to do it your way, God, through prayer and supplication, God. We're going to do it your way. Help us, oh God, to be obedient. Help us to make certain, oh God, that we're always listening for your voice. Not the voices of talking heads, but your voice, oh God. Because it's your voice that is directed and guiding us, oh God. We count it a privilege now, God, to lift this prayer upon the wings of the Lord. Place it before thy feet to the Almighty God, we pray. And for his sake, we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen. There's someone who would love to be in your shoes. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. We pray for church. You ought to be grateful. He woke you up this morning. Be grateful for health and strength. Be grateful for the clothes on your back. Be grateful for food on your table. Be grateful.
I'm praising my Savior. I'm praising my Savior. I'm praising my Savior. Oh, the day, all the day, all the day, all the day long. Hallelujah.
distress and misery and suffering and ordeals and burdens are all a part of the process we must endure to reach our goals. Because, beloved, it's a test of our faith. Renovation Committee, do y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? And the more adversity we face, the stronger we should become. And of course, for the Christian, strength comes from faith. It comes from learning to trust our outcomes to the one who created us. The time frame for our victories belongs to God. You see, Ebenezer, trust is the key to our success. For our Bible readers know that God did not lead the Israelites to the promised land by the shortest route. He took them the long way around for a purpose. He knew that they were not yet prepared for the war they would have to face in order to inherit the land he had chosen for them. If he had taken them too quickly, they would have been easily defeated. The enemies, their enemies were much bigger and much more experienced than this ragtag group of wilderness warriors. So Ebenezer, on purpose, God took them by a longer route to protect them and strengthen them so that they could fulfill their destiny. I'm sure that the children of Israel prayed many times, God, we are uncomfortable out here in this desolate desert. Where, oh God, is our promised land? But God didn't answer that prayer, not because he was trying to make their lives miserable, but because he knew what was up in front of them. You see, he had to prepare them to step into the fullness of their destiny. Because the truth of the matter is that's how God deals with us. As he told the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the plan he has for you. Plans to prosper and not harm you and to give you a bright future. Ebenezer, God knows the plans he has for us. And we can trust him to take us to our promised land, or we can do what the Israelites did. Complain. Complaining is a revelation. It's a revelation because it exposes us and lays bare our faith's shortcomings. 
You may be sitting there asking, well, what does it expose? Well, first, complaining exposes our lack of faith in God. The Israelites had followed Moses into the wilderness with all of their worldly goods, believing that he would lead them to the place of plenty. They had seen Jehovah God slay the firstborn of Egypt while at the same time saving their own. And they marched forth into the unknown, empowered by an elevated faith. Shortly after departure, From Egypt, faith began to slip. First, they said, Ebenezer, it was the lack of water that frightened them. God solved that problem by turning a rock into a flowing fountain. Yet, just one full month into their wilderness experience, surrounded by an unproductive, desolate Wilderness, the Israelites were complaining again. This time, they said, we ain't got no food. Lack of food. Let me paint the picture. The, the, the desert was, was dry. The, the heat was exhausting. They had consumed what livestock uh, uh, that they, they did not die off from lack of nourishment. With their carnal eyes, it became evident starvation would be their demise. But instead of seeing the situation through spiritual eyes, they turned to Moses with gripes. Sometimes, Ebenezer, we got to look at challenges through spiritual eyes. You know those challenges when we say we ain't got no money? Yeah, when you look at it on black and white. But when you look at it through spiritual eyes, the word says a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. Spiritual eyes. The scripture says the Israelites began to murmur and complain that they would have been better off in Egypt where food was plentiful. They cried, oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. Died at the hand of the Lord? Really? Did they really, for real, for real, wish they had died at the hand of the death angel that swept through the Egyptian Households Would they have rather died on a full stomach with infected sores caused by a master's whip? Would they have rather died from being overworked and overburdened, overtaxed and overrestrained? Had they forgotten Herod's brutal murder of their own firstborn so long ago? Was the miracle of deliverance from their taskmasters, only able to sustain their faith for 30 days? When you think about what God has done in your life, does it sustain you? Can it sustain you for at least 30 days? Or do you complain? 
If only the Israelites had paused to reflect and to pray, they would have not allowed the cloud of their present circumstances to blot out the memory of the great journey with the Lord by a mighty hand. But their lack of faith turned them into whiners and complainers. So the question is, are you a whiner and a complainer? You're exposing your lack of faith in God, but there is more. Complaining exposes our lack of faith in God's power. The Israelites had witnessed the parting of the Red Sea and the tragic death of their enemy, Pharaoh's army. God made sure they could see what he was with them, but that wasn't all. These desert dwellers saw an exhibition of God's power daily, a pillar of cloud by day to protect them from the desert heat, and a pillar of fire by night to warm and guide them on their journey. And yet their faith was weak. You may ask how. How, how, how did people who were so blessed, so blessed, become so weak in their faith and fail, fail to trust the power of God. But don't you get judgmental. Doesn't God sustain us through our wilderness journeys with the same care? And yet, we complain. Some of us, I believe, without a shadow of doubt, have seen miracle after miracle in our lives. Anybody seen some miracles in their lives? I mean, for real, we've been been saved through his grace and and forgiven through his mercy and lifted uh, through his love and calmed through his peace and comforted through his presence. And yet, as soon as the next hardship happens, We complain. It's amazing how quickly our minds erase the past and only focus on the present. When hardship hits, the first thing we do is complain. That's why I think it's important to keep a prayer journal. I I have a little prayer journal on my phone to, to remind me of all that God has done for me in the past. So when troubles come, the victories recorded in my journal keep me strong, strong for every fresh challenge. You, I, I submit to you, you ought to try it. Instead of complaining when your life begins to feel like a wilderness journey, take a knee with your prayer journal in hand and allow the spirit to be infused with a fresh anointing from on high. You will be amazed how quickly your complaints will turn to praise. Take a look at God's power. It's visible all around us. The famous poet James Weldon Johnson said he stepped over 
to the edge of the world and he spat out the seven seas. He waved his hand and fishes and fowls and beasts and birds swarmed the rivers and the seas, roamed the forest and the woods and split the air uh, with their wings. He kneeled down in the dust, toiled over a lump of clay, shaped it in his own image and blew the breath of life into this uh, lifeless body. And man became a living soul. And every time a baby is born, we are reminded of God's great power. But creation is not the only way God reminds us of his power. I mean, we've come through a horrific pandemic, and we are still here. We are struggling through an era of inflation. Eggs, $7 a card now. Insane. But we are still here. We are experiencing the effects of climate change, but we are still here. And the good news is God is with us. He is working out everything for our good. If instead of complaining like the Israelites, we will just trust him and follow his plan for our lives. Don't you know this ain't our first recession? Have you forgotten the recession of the 80s? This is not the first gas crisis. Had you forgotten the gas rationing of the 70s? But God delivered us, and we are still here. Those of us who have seen God's mighty power in the past must teach this new generation that God does not forsake his own. God is always God is always working on our behalf. He's already working to overcome our present obstacles. He's already working to defeat our depressions. He's already working to conquer our discouragements. He's working to confront our problems and subdue our fears. If we will only trust him. Trust him. I tell the story. We had worked so hard last year in 2022 to raise the necessary funds for the renovation project. Talking about trusting him. We had a couple of several events to raise the necessary resources. And they brought in money. But in November and December, we were closing out the year. And as we were closing out the year, I was looking at the calendar as when you're at the bottom of the calendar, you're looking at the top of the calendar because January 2023 is coming. And we had exhausted all of our ideas to get the necessary funds that we needed to be able to, to fully fund 
this project. And I, I just, I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't, I didn't know how we were going to make up the difference. I, I didn't know where it was coming from. I, I couldn't go back before the church and, and squeeze you and squeeze you again. And I'm wondering, are we going to lose the opportunity because we were still a ways away. We have been faithful. We had done what God called us to do to the best of our ability, and I looked at January, it was coming, and I didn't know how we were going to make up the difference. But God, He didn't lay out that plan for us. We had submitted a grant early in the year. Actually, we had submitted pre-grants, and the first grant we had submitted, we, it came back denied, and so we stopped looking at grant opportunities as a savior. We were trying to find ways that we could do it if the grant didn't come in, but the good news, we had planted good seeds. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. We had we have been faithful over a few things, and and the last week, uh, two weeks ago, we got notification that God, through his grace, gave us another $100,000. Trust him. Trust him. Even when you can't see. Someone said, I don't know how, but I do know who. I know who will make a way out of no way. I know who will become there right in the nick of time. I don't know how, but I do know who. Finally, complaining exposes our lack of faith in God's promises. Jehovah means he causes to become. It was an assurance that God would become whatever was needed to fulfill his purpose to the Israelites. God promised the Israelites a permanent home, a land flowing with milk and honey. In the meantime, he provided manna from heaven to feed them. For 40 years, he sustained them with bread from heaven. Despite all of their complaining, God delivered on his promise. How many of y'all know that God will deliver on his promises? The Lord will fulfill his plan for you. If you are complaining, you're not reading your Bible often enough. You have to learn to let God's Promises shine on your problem. God promised you salvation. John 3 and 16 says he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son as a sacrifice for your sins. God promised answer to your prayers. And in Matthew 7 11, he says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. If you request God's help, then he will surely make himself available to you. God promised victory over temptation. And 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, he says, he will give you an escape 
from temptation. The apostle Paul wrote, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. Then ye may be able to bear it. God promised you rest. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. God promised his love would never fail. In Isaiah 54 and 10, he said, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy over thee. And these are just the beginning of his promises. He promised to adopt you as his own and lead you to abundant life. Not a raggedy life, but an abundant life. And above all, he promised to give you a permanent home, too, in glory. Let me, let me, let me... Let me close with this example, this illustration. Consider the pearl. Without the annoying presence of a tiny grain of sand, the pearl would never become a thing of beauty. But the more irritation, the more beautiful the pearl. Through your trials and tribulations, you have the same opportunity to become a pearl of a Christian. And so I submit to you, use your gifts and your talents, your greatest assets to serve the pearl of great price, Jesus the Christ. For when it seems like your life is in a wilderness journey, don't be a complainer. God has already laid out the plan for your life. He knows exactly what you need and when you need it. If you are in a difficult situation that's taking a little longer than your hope, know that God is preparing you. Do you hear me this morning? He is preparing you. He is strengthening you when you feel like complaining. Remember his service and his sacrifice. And don't be a complainer. Let me tell you what you need to be. Be a proclaimer. Proclaim his majesty and his might. Proclaim him as the cornerstone of your confession of faith. Proclaim Christ as the surety of your salvation. Proclaim the Christ as the fountain of your forgiveness. Proclaim, not complain. Proclaim the source of your strength and the foundation of your favor. Proclaim, proclaim that he is a way maker. Proclaim that he is a company keeper. Proclaim that he is the light of the world. Proclaim that he is a strong power. Proclaim. Proclaim God's promise that your wilderness wandering will be worth it. The record is written, Ebenezer. 
When the record is written about your life. When the record is written about Ebenezer. We'll be able to say. The wandering. Was worth it. The word of God. For the people of God. And all of God's people said. Amen. We're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here. They would like to make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you don't have an official relationship with the church. You've been disconnected. We'd like to extend an invitation to you right now to join with us here at Ebenezer. If you're watching online, you're watching online, you can put in the chat that you are committed, that you want to come that you accept the invitation. You could come by letter. You come by Christian experience. However you come, we invite you at this time to come as our musicians lead us. Trust <laughs> the doors of the church open. the Lord, I will trust in the Lord. Until I Sweet air. 
Oh. 